Good morning. Today's scripture reading comes from Acts 9, 1 through 9, 17 through 25. Meanwhile, Saul was still spewing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest, seeking letters to the synagogues in Damascus. If he found persons who belonged to the way, whether men or women, these letters would authorize him to take them as prisoners to, Je to Jerusalem. During the journey, as he approached Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven encircled him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice asking him, Saul, Saul, why are you harassing me? Saul asked, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you are harassing, came the reply. Now get up and enter the city. You will be told what you must do. Those traveling with him stood there speechless. They heard the voice but saw no one. After they picked Saul up from the ground, he opened his eyes, but he couldn't see. So they led him by hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and neither ate nor drank anything. Ananias went to the house. He placed his hands on Saul and said, Brother, Paul, Brother Saul, <laughs> the Lord sent me, Jesus, who appeared to you on the way as you were coming here. He sent me so that you could see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, flakes fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. After eating, he regained his strength. He stayed with the disciples in Damascus for several days. Right away, he began to preach about Jesus in the synagogues. He is God's son, he declared. Everyone who heard him was baffled. They questioned each other. Isn't he the one who was wreaking havoc among those in Jerusalem who called on his name? Hadn't he come here to take those same people as prisoners to the chief priests? But Saul grew stronger and stronger. He confused the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. After this had gone on for some time, the Jews hatched a plot to kill Saul. However, he found out about their scheme. They were keeping watch at the city's gates around the clock so they could assassinate him. But his disciples took him by night and lowered him into a basket through an opening in the city wall. The word of the Lord. Good morning. Um, here's the thing. I was told that chapel was split in half, so it's like north side, south side, and that would be 50-50, but now I know all y'all just choose to go to whatever one you want to go to, because <laughs> there was so many people here in the first service that it felt like heads in every seat, and now there's like significantly less of you, which truthfully, I don't mind, because I am a youth pastor of a small, small set of youth, so it doesn't even bother me. I like feel all the more comfortable now that there's fewer of you in here. Um, I came to Point Loma as a freshman in 2014. Some of y'all were just entering high school at that time. Um, I graduated from Point Loma in 2018. So for those of you seniors, you if you came as freshmen, you came right after I left. So we had like no overlap, but here I am. Happy to be with you. Um, I'm here all the time. I literally preached from this stage yesterday because I'm just here at First Church. My office is like, literally, there's a, a y'all maybe don't know this, but there's a door that connects this room to the church office, and I'm like literally right there all day, every day. So, feels like home. Um, I took a gander through my old journals from back in 2014, um, 2013, 2012. 2011, um, 
I just gotta say, I have changed so much. I mean, the prayers that I used to pray, looking back at my journal, I, I wanted to vomit just a little bit. I was so cringy. You know, those games where it's like, is this a worship song or is this like a secular romance song? That is the type of stuff that was all over my journals. And it is disgusting. Like, it makes my skin crawl now. There was a page in my journal dedicated to a list of all the things that I wanted out of a husband one day. And I'm just saying for those of you who maybe have, maybe you have a list, maybe you don't, but I just want to say if you came to Point Loma with the sole intention of getting married, um, you know, there's a couple people that that works out for, but the vast majority of you will leave here still single. And I just want to say that that's okay. Um, there you go. This morning, I'm just going to tell you all of the things that I wish people told me when I was in college. So that's number one. But I was a very, very cringy Christian back then. Like, don't get me wrong. I loved Jesus. And that was true. I really, really, really loved Jesus. But I also just really wanted the people around me to love Jesus too and to understand that they were loved by Jesus. But it it ended up being me holding my own experience with God as like the standard. So anyone who had different experiences with God or who believed in God differently than me, I, I would really judge them. And I mean, 2014 Malin would not call it judgment. 2014 Malin would probably call it something like love. Like, oh, but I just love them so much. Like that poor person, they're just so lost. When in all actuality, they're like sitting next to me in church on Sunday morning, like they just have a different faith experience than me. But I judged everyone in hopes that if I prayed hard enough, their faith experience would look identical to mine. But the thing is, my, my prayers were genuine. Like I genuinely sought righteousness. Like I really, really, really wanted to reflect Jesus. And I think... At that time, God maybe dismissed all of the gross, cringy language. And I think God held on to my hunger because what I experienced over the four years that I was at Point Loma was radical transformation in ways that I had not expected to the degree that when I graduated as a senior, I did not look anything like I looked as a freshman. In fact, if you knew me freshman year, no, you didn't. I was so different and in ways that were really meaningful to me. But it's to the degree that freshman Malin would look at the Malin that stands before you today and go, that girl, she is not a Christian. And it's like, dude, I have degrees in biblical studies. I'm a whole pastor. What do you mean I'm not a Christian? But my faith experiences have changed so much over the years, and it was really scary at the time. But God has been so faithful. And in the process, I've prayed prayers like, okay, God, I know that I believe in you. And I know that I believe in the Bible. But I really don't believe the same ways that I used to believe. So what does that mean? Like, do I still get to call myself a Christian? Do I need to look at different titles? What do I call myself? Do I fit in here? I know that I believe in you. That's not questioned. But I don't, I don't know where I fit. I don't know what to call myself. 
and my passion has dissipated. So what does all of that mean? But I just want you to know for Paul, his passion for God looks like murder. And I think that it's really common for us to go, oh, well, Paul was a Jew, and then he met Jesus, and then he became a Christian. And that sounds really nice, that sounds really easy, but the truth is that Paul was not a Christian. (laughs) There were like a select few people in Antioch who referred to themselves as Christians back then, but nobody you read about in scripture by name is a Christian. They are all Jews, Which which means Paul was a Jew, and then he met Jesus, and he remained a Jew. He just changed. He just became a Jew that chose to follow Jesus. And there are some of you in the room who maybe identify with my story of like, I I know I came in as a Christian, but what am I now? Well, Bessie, you didn't lose your faith. You just became a better Christian, and that's okay. There are lots of different experiences represented in this room. And maybe there are some of you who haven't experienced this like weird transitional change in your faith. And you're like, Malin, I don't know what you're talking about. My faith still looks the same as it did when I was in high school, middle school, whatever. And if that's the case for you, great. Nothing wrong with that. But I want you to have grace and compassion for people who experience God differently than you. I want you to remember that there is a really wide variety of Christians all over the world who experience God differently than you, and they still belong in the family of Christianity. They still belong under the umbrella of the church, and it is okay if they experience God differently than you do, if they believe differently than you do. Just have grace. And there are some of you in the room who maybe you're in the throes, like the thick of really confusing experiences and changes where you're like, man, I am looking at the things that I once held as essential truths and they don't feel very true anymore. And my faith used to be on a solid rock, but now I feel like I'm on shifting sands. What is going on? I know that I still believe in God, but I have all of these questions. And here's what I'll say to you. That is very normal. And your story is represented in scripture. When Paul met Jesus, he was blind and couldn't eat or drink for three days because it's so confusing to have a faith experience one way your whole life and then suddenly it feels like everything is changing. It's okay if you're confused. It's okay if it hurts. But I want you to know that there are people around you who love you And God loves you. And if you bring these things to God in honesty, if you tell God how you really feel, God's gonna meet you where you're at. And maybe, just maybe, what you're experiencing is actually an answered prayer. Maybe one day, long ago, you asked God to cleanse you from everything that displeases him. And maybe some of those essential truths that you held onto so tightly, maybe they just weren't true. And maybe that's what God is cleansing you of. But know that in this season of changes, God is molding you in beautiful, beautiful ways, just like God molded and shaped Paul.
And there are some of you in the room who maybe you're on the other end of it and you're like, yeah, I genuinely like, I don't know if I'm a Christian anymore. I don't know, I know that I believe in God. I don't believe anything that I used to believe. I believe completely new things about God, but I know that I believe in God. Again, bestie, you did not lose your faith. You just became a better Christian. And that is good. It is okay. Y'all don't even have fully developed prefrontal cortexes yet. You should be changing. Your life should look different than it did a few years ago. And you know what? It's gonna continue to look different than it, did, than it does now. And that is good. It is okay if you looked one way a few years ago and you wouldn't even be able to recognize yourself today. That's exactly what happened to Paul who remained a Jew his whole time, his whole life. And it is okay for you to have different experiences and find yourself still represented with the same title of Christian. It is okay. You're gonna make it. It's gonna be okay. I'm gonna pray for us this morning and then we'll dismiss. But God, Thank you so much for the ways that you have been constant and consistent in the midst of all of our complexities and the evolution of our minds and our bodies and our hearts and our interests and our passions. And God, for those of us in the room that have remained the same, I just pray that you would give us an awareness for the fact that it is okay if people are different than us. I pray that you would give us more grace, more compassion, more understanding, and that maybe even we would begin to learn from those who experience you differently than we do. And for those in the room who are really confused right now, who feel like their faith is in shambles, God, I ask that you would meet them in the midst of it and let them know that it's okay and that you'll pull them out of it. And God, for those of us who find ourselves completely transformed into basically different humans, God, thank you for the ways that you have molded us into better people. We praise you for your faithfulness, for the ways that you answered prayers that we prayed long ago that we did not expect to be answered in this way. God, we call you faithful for that. We love you. We are so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all are dismissed.